Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your belief systems, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Karen, before we get into today's show, let's start things off with show notes. Yes, Kelly and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com, or email us at info at We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show in every series is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The remaining four shows can be found at patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There is a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now on to today's show. All right, Karen, let's get into today's show. Okay, I have a beautiful show today, Kelly. I just, it's absolutely going to be one of my most favorite clients ever. Oh, wow. Oh, well, yeah. I picked beautiful names, so I'm excited for this. Okay. So I'm going to start before you give me your first name and tell everybody that this is a story um, for Medium. So again, if, if this is your very first show, then Medium means that I'm channeling somebody who's passed over. And the person that's calling is over Zoom. And uh, so let's start with you naming them. The person that calls in over Zoom is a female. Okay, Anya. Oh, I love that name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so Anya is, um, it's not her first call. So a little bit of background here first, in that Anya has seen me several times, and She has a nephew who has passed over. So what is his name? Which one plays more of a role? They both do. Okay. So the nephew, I will name Adesh. Oh, wow. Now, if I am mispronouncing these, because these are different cultural names, I would like to be corrected. Okay. 
So me too. So I'll, I'll just say that I'm going to do my best as well. So um, his name is Adesh, and he comes through clearly every single time that his aunt looks for him. So since he has passed, she calls on a regular basis, and each time that she calls, her purpose is to check in and see how he's doing, because this is her nephew. And he is around, I'm going to say maybe 12, 12, 13, like in that area. He's a, he's a young man, older boy. I don't, you know, depending on your culture and what your process is of defining that. Um, and he has passed away as a result of a complication in a surgery. So this is unexpected. And this has been, now she's been calling, I would say probably over a period of close to a year. She phones in like maybe every two weeks mm. and she wants to just sit and book an hour and see how he's doing. Cool. And each time he chooses to come in and he shares different bits of information as to what's going on in her life, what he's doing in his life. Um, what's going on with her husband, his her kids, his cousins, his parents? He just hmm. it's still still part of the family, constantly, mm -hmm. and she loves it because it's all of these beautiful affirmations that they're still present, and she comes from some form of belief that they are in energy, they are in spirit, so there's some belief there religiously that. I don't know how to explain all of that, Kelly. I hope I'm doing an okay job. Just that they're not stuck in a particular location. And some religions have them... Mm -hmm. Out there, over there, up there. In a room. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. Oh, okay. In a room, on a planet, in a place called heaven, hell, limbo, purgatory. Like there's... I'm just, I'm just saying that some religions create locations. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very much try to be very respectful of what each person believes, but at the same time, I stick to what the guides tell me exists, but I check in with the client to say, does this cross your boundaries? So she's, she affirms for me that it does not and that she's comfortable how he's coming through to say that I'm very aware of what you're doing and I'm very present. So on this particular day over Zoom, it just looks to me, so I want to set the background. She looks like she's just sitting in front of a wall, like I cannot see anything. So behind her is just a plain wall. There's no photographs. There's no... TV, furniture. I, th I think we understand a plane. Yeah. Wall. You but... guys are looking at it. <laughs> mm, that's good. I'm saying that though, because I know some people will say, well, maybe there was a picture of him on a wall. Well, maybe there was a picture of her family. Well, what did you, you know? I know what people do. And I know how they can try to dismiss. Not our listeners. Well, okay. That's fair. I I'll leave it at that and just make that description of what's behind her. So normally he will come in during the day before her session even starts and he'll hang out with me. So he'll start to tell me things about what he's been doing with his time, what his aunt is been, has been doing, people around in his life, in her life, that kind of thing. 
And on this particular day, Adash won't tell me anything about what he's doing. When I say to him, hey, do you want to come in and chit-chat with me? He says no. And it's so unusual because he always does. So I ask him a few times as I go for my walk, as I brush my teeth, as I'm doing yoga. I just say, hey, Adash, are you here? Do you want to tell me things? No. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. So I went on with my day. And then her session starts. And she says, so... What has Adesh told you today? And I said, nothing. I have nothing. And she goes, oh, okay. And you can see she's not quite sure then, do we have a session? What do I do? And I said, oh, it's okay. He's just, he's told me that he doesn't want to be around me today. And she goes, why? And I said, oh, I have no idea. I'll have to ask him. So I ask him and he says, oh, he says, because I chose to hang out with my aunt this morning. Kelly, I'd like to clarify too that the session occurred at the end of her day. So he says to me that he spent the morning with her at work. And then for lunch, she decided to go home. So he goes, so I went home with her and I had lunch with her. And he says, and then after that, she decided not to go back to work. And I said, well, what did she do? And he said, she literally stayed at home. She didn't go out and run any errands. She didn't go out for a walk or ride her bike. She stayed right here on the deck for the afternoon. She barely even did any yard work. She just literally took her books, her tea, her lunch, plunked herself down on the deck. I said, where were you? And he said, I was in the lawn chair. She sat at the table in chairs and she had her lunch and she did some work. She did some reading. She did a little bit of both. And he says, so this is how I chose to spend my day. And I would like you to tell her that. So I told her every single thing that he said, where she spent her day. And she just looked at me with this smile, Kelly, that showed relief. That was peaceful instead of, can you prove it, prove it, prove it for me? I need more proof. She sat there and just looked at me like, wow, he just described my whole day. He literally just went to work with me, sat in the car on the way home, sat with me on the deck. And I said, you know, you don't have any flowers out on your deck yet. He says that you haven't put your pots out. And I said, it's a flat deck. There's no guardrails, so there's no hanging plants. I said, you don't have anything to hang. They just sit on the deck. And there's not a lot. She puts a couple of baskets out. That's it. And I said, uh, he just says, you haven't done it yet. And you just, you chose not to do it today. You'll do it over the next few days, week, whatever. It's not a big deal when, but he's saying it's not done. So he's just going to sit there. And that he chose to do this because he wanted to spend time with you. And I said, and by the way, he describes your kitchen. So remote viewing and combination of him him telling me what Mm -hmm. he's seeing He describes the layout of her kitchen, and then he says when you turn, when you're at her kitchen counter and you're looking at the sink, you're looking into her living room, and it's on this island, but if you turn to your right, you can see two large glass doors. And I said, like patio doors? And he goes, no, they're not patio doors because that would be one big glass frame. These have panes in them. Mm. You like a pretty door? And he says, she has these two doors, you step out onto the deck, and it's one great big flat open concept deck. It's not layered 
or pardon me, tiered, totally described her kitchen and stepping out onto the deck accurately and what was on the deck. So he explains that there was this lawn chair, which there's usually more than the one, but she only put the one out. Table and chairs, barbecue. The rest of her stuff is not out on this deck yet. So the hammock, all of these other little things that she might put out, the I don't know what you call them, like cute things, like a statue. She doesn't have any of that stuff out yet. She put a few things out for function and then kind of sat down to say, enough is out here, go sit down, enjoy the afternoon. And he's talking in detail about what she put out on the deck and then how she chose a, a certain particular point in her afternoon to sit down and just enjoy it and not like get into work mode. So he's describing her emotional state, her thought processes, what the physical body is doing, the choices that she's made. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, my head is still back at this woman lost her nephew oh, at 13. Yeah. And how how much grief goes into that oh, yeah. in a lifetime, yeah. over a lifetime, and that she just gets to hear in detail that he spent and saw every part of her day. Mm-hmm. I have goosebumps everywhere. Yeah. And and you're describing a very peaceful day too. So I think it's even more enjoyable for myself anyway, just as a listener of this story, to, to think that, well, to know, pardon me, that Adesh is just sitting in this relaxing, calm energy of his aunt. Mm-hmm. And it's taken her time to be able to feel this calm since he's passed. I bet. And, and I would imagine it's still not even normal calm. This is her new adaptive calm. Or I don't even know if that's the right term. This is a new kind of calm, right? It's different once you've lost somebody. doesn't ever feel the same again, I think, for at least for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's trying very hard to say all of these things to her. And the way that he says them to me is just so simple and calm coming from a dash. So that my energy saying it to his aunt is the same kind of energy that he's trying to portray, he's trying to share with her. Did he have that same energy when he was alive? Do you know? Yes. Yeah. I just think that's so fun. I mean, I'm asking a question that I know the answer to just for the sake of listeners, that that's how they like to come through for us is mm-hmm. is to show exactly how they were on earth. And sometimes that's not fun because they didn't have the energy that Adesh or that you're hearing Adesh has. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you've said that, Kelly, because... I know that some clients stepping outside of this this woman and her family can call and book a half hour appointment and be very full of anxiety where they want us to go fast. They want us to talk fast. They want us to spew out one affirmation after the other. And if we slow down to try and portray their energy, they won't have it. It's like, hurry up. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, okay, what's next? And they even interrupt us as Mm -hmm. we're speaking on behalf of what the person who's crossed over is trying to say. Mm -hmm. It's neat. You're illustrating how a client can make the session anxious. Yes. I'm also trying to illustrate that when you have a person who has passed, who 
was not calm on earth. We have to jump around to say on earth they had this anxious, angry energy, but now it's this calm. And we have to work hard to describe the difference between the two and when it happened and why. But with this scenario, it sounds like Adesh has this consistency. And so there's a lack of jumping around in the session. And so there's an extra layer of calm, which is really cool. I'm happy for you as a channeler that you just got to experience this one this one level <laughs> where it's not an up and down and a back and forth. And his aunt, very much to her credit, as she's grown over all of these weeks and months of the channeling together, has changed her own energy. Yeah, I bet. From going from the devastation of a complication and a surgery and a passing of your nephew where I'm sure you just feel injustice all out your all throughout your body to an acceptance of he's here he's and he has this whole sensory experience slightly separate from ours um but not separate from my life mhm then he says to me no I wait wait I jumped okay <laughs> that's my job yeah, I jumped <laughs> I'm just going to say at this point that he spends the next hmm, probably 40 minutes, because this is an hour booking, giving her far more affirmations. Okay. But that's not the part that I want to go into today. Okay. So there, there are, there's all of this beautiful time where he tells her far more messages and other things that pertain to her. Then I said, oh, he's doing something and, and I need to be quiet. As soon as I say that, she's just quiet. She doesn't affirm it for me or say, go ahead. There's such a, a different kind of energy for us where we're in such a flow together now, which is very different than her other sessions because of her own grieving process. And I think too, for others, a lack of education. I don't mm -hmm. think clients ever truly understand that they are also facilitating a session and they can make it yeah. easy or they can make it difficult. Oh, yeah. So then he said, I put my head down, Kelly, just to kind of like, what's he doing? I was waiting for the next, am I going to see it, hear it, smell it, taste it, feel it, know it? Like you're waiting for the senses, mm -hmm. right? And you have to be aware of all six senses plus synesthesia. And I know that you know this because you have all of these as well. So you're waiting for all of these seven senses to occur and which ones he which ones he's gonna use. A seventh. Yeah. Oh. The, well, the, I call it the synesthesia. Oh, okay. So you're waiting, like you and I have to sit there and, and we're waiting for the senses, which one, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's a combination of five. Like you just never know how the next message is going to come in. And, and what you have to be aware of to be able to also process it in your brain and give it to the client coherently. Yeah. <laughs> that last part's real important. <laughs> the last word? Coherently. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's amazing. It, like, to me, it's absolutely magical what really is happening. Mm -hmm. So I hear him say, and I, and I want to explain this to people because it's at the very same moment... Or what is it, Kelly? Simultaneously. Is it, is it? Or is it a split second? Mm. Is it a nanosecond difference? I don't know. You're my person to help me explain this shit. So I'm just going to do my best in my place to say it, and you can add. 
I feel like as he's giving me the message, it pops out of my mouth as fast as he's giving it to me. It feels like there's such a tiny sliver of a moment that's different. Am I wording that right? Yeah. Yes. And I think it's different on different occasions in that sometimes I'll hear the total message first. There's a pause and I get to relay it. And other times I'm opening up my mouth as they're as I'm getting the message, because they don't really have mouths, and it's it's literally just that channel yeah. of I am their voice, yes. I am their body kind of thing. Well, I'm going to say this one was he and I are in one body. You've merged, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I need the name of a third person, and it would be a male, please. Yes. Okay, so I've picked Naveen. Okay. So I, all of a sudden, like there's in all of this quiet... I open my mouth and I yell, hi, Naveen. And this woman just sits there and she's like, what? And I I say it again, hi, Naveen. And she turns so I can see her like looking like, what? So her head's turning and all I can see is her in the camera frame. I can't see anything else. She turns her head and she goes, oh, and I have to wait and I just hear a dash say, wait, this. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't know what's going on. There's so much suspense. I'm like, what's happening? And she turns and she goes, hi, Naveen. And Naveen walks in and sits down beside her. Well, Naveen is Adash's younger cousin. Mm-hmm. And he's walked in. And sits down beside his mom. So Anya didn't hear No, wait, let me explain. So what comes to pass is that, oh my goodness, what's his his mom's name? Anya. Anya says to me, well, this is really interesting. And you can see that she's just got this wonderful look on her face. She says, okay, Naveen went out with his dad. He wasn't in the house. And I was all by myself for all of this. And she said... You called out, hi, Naveen, and I didn't know he'd come back into the house. Mm-hmm. And he's standing in the kitchen. So she says, he must have heard you call, and he came upstairs into the kitchen. Cool. So when I said the second time he was standing in the kitchen, mm-hmm. the first time he was not. He would have been in another part of the house. Having just entered, yeah. Having just entered. So he sits down, and I said, well, hello, And so I can feel, my heart, Kelly, I can feel so much love, so much excitement, so much calmness that he's talking to his younger cousin. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how to say to people that that somehow, I want to say that I hold my poop together, but I don't entirely because my eyes are like all watery and I want to cry. These are just two young boys. These are just two cousins. And one of them has lost their older cousin. And um, I feel tearful. I feel happy. I'm elated. I'm sad. Mm. And I think, oh, my God, are these all of my feelings? Are these all of Naveen's feelings? Are these all Adash's feelings? And then I think, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Why separate when we are one being? Why separate when 
the, the young boy who's passed, Adash, is one being with his cousin and his aunt and the woman who's channeling him. We are all sharing one energy. Mm-hmm. And I am so, so, so proud that I know how to. Because I realize on this planet Earth right now in 2021, so many do not know how. Mm-hmm. Even with their own child or even with their own very beloved partner. Mm-hmm that they do not know how to. So I feel so very blessed that I can with complete strangers, as well as the people that I call my family. So he's excited. A dash is just like, um, you have to go through consent. I'm excited, but you don't forget consent. Right, because Naveen is not the client. That's correct. So I said, oh, I said, "Um, Anya, I have to take a moment, and I'm going to go through consent again. And now I'm 40-some minutes into the treatment. (laughs) And she goes, absolutely, go right ahead. So I said, well, first of all... This is cool, because we don't do treatments for children. And Adesh is 13. His younger cousin's obviously younger. And so you really need to have the parental consent and presence for them to be allowed to receive the messages. Yes. So Anya has just, in a split second, gone, get it done. Yeah. What a lucky kid. Yeah. So I turned to her and I said, you are mom. So I said, I will go through consent with you first. So I said, Naveen, you have to sit and wait while I ask your mother for consent. And he said, yes, that's fine. So then I asked her and she calmly, she didn't rush it at all. She went through consent to say that she permitted her son to be present for the session, for the remainder. Then I turned to Naveen, and I asked him for consent, and I went through the process with him. Now, yeah, some people might say, wow, you burned up her time. No, I did not. This was this mother is about to, yeah. to gift her son the most beautiful gift of love. Yeah. How is that a waste of time? Well, I know some people listening do see it that way because they have a certain mindset about what we do. And I like to point out the differences. Same. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. You do such a good (laughs) job. (laughs) Oh, Kelly. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I get so engrossed in the stories. I don't mean you personally. I know. I mean, people listening, mm-hmm. but I you do such a beautiful job of explaining it to everybody and my behavior too. So, <laughs> um, so after we got through consent, Adash says to me, um, I'd like to describe where his bedroom is. And I'm like, what? He goes, I, I, I described where I spent the morning with my aunt. I want to say where my nephew's or my cousin's bedroom is. So he says, well, if you stood up right now, and you turned this way, you would go, you'd have to go straight through the kitchen. You'd have to go out the little entrance way, turn to your left and go up the stairs. And that's a whole other level of the upstairs where there are three bedrooms and a bathroom. His parents' bedroom's up there, his bedroom's up there, and um, a bathroom and a spare room. And I'm like, oh, I thought he had a brother. Yes, but his brother's bedroom is in the basement with another bathroom. Kelly? The look on Naveen's face, I bet, was worth every single shitty client I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. In 15 years, all in a pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, was, it was worth every single second. Yeah. 
I wish I could have taken a picture of it and put it on my wall right behind my computer. (laughs) So for the future 10 years, every time I have a shitty client, I can look at Naveen's face and go, right, this is what it's worth. Yeah, there will be more of him. (laughs) Oh, man, Kelly. So then I described all of that, and he was so happy. Needless to say. Then Adash says to me, Now, if you come back down the stairs, you'll have to go down that hallway. Keep going down. And then if you turn left again, he says, it's it's like a little U to go upstairs, downstairs. If you go downstairs where there's the, as he said, the bathroom and a bedroom, there's a laundry room. And he says, there's also like two family rooms and it's just the way that they are. Yeah, I don't know why too, but anyway, there's two family rooms down there. And he says, we like to call them the adult family room and the kid family room. Oh, cool. And And you know why. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And he says, so in the kid family room, he says, "Um, there's a great big open space and he says, we would get down on the floor and play. And I said, what you play on the floor? And so he shows me, and oh my God, Kelly, it brings back so many memories of my childhood. Mm-hmm. When we got down on the floor, nine kids, and we played hockey. And you used a rolled up sock as your puck. Mm-hmm. And you used your hand as the bottom of the stick and your arm as the long part of the stick. Mm-hmm. So your whole arm and, and hand is your hockey stick. Nine kids, I guess my parents weren't going to go out and buy nine short hockey sticks. So we got down and we played hockey on our hands and knees with a sock. And so he's describing this and showing it to me and he's saying how much fun it was and that sometimes they would literally try to play hockey, but at other times it would turn into a sock fight. Mm. And his face beamed. Anya never once interfered. She let her son and her nephew have their own visit together. She tousled his hair. She put his arm around him, like behind him on on the chair. You know when you Mm -hmm. put your arm in the chair behind the person's shoulders? But she never interjected. She never questioned. She never said, well, what else can you prove? She did nothing. She absolutely was present to support Naveen and Adesh having their visit. And honestly, I think she totally enjoyed it. I think it makes a mom relieved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't give that to your kid. Yeah. And imagine watching another person do it for your child, give your child something that they can't. And, And, you know, I think about doctors who do something for your child that you can't do for them and why we want to hug the doctor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or a therapist that finally gives our child some psychological or mental or emotional relief that we couldn't give them. It's why we want them to go to therapy or to go to counseling. We are trying to give them the relief we cannot provide. That's wonderful. And so he went on, Hadesh went on, and he described playing in the basement. He described all the fun that they had. And I mean, this was probably the last 10 minutes of the session where he's describing his bedroom. So I want to end it with what he said, with what Adesh said last. He takes a nice deep breath, which is funny because they're dead. So there's no deep breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my way of trying to have listeners understand the emotions that are happening when we take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. So I'll say it again. 
Adesh takes a deep breath and he says to me, when he goes to bed at night, when Naveen goes to bed, he cries every night since I've died. And he says, and every night I sit on the end of the bed, right side. He says, so when Naveen's laying down in his bed, you tell him I'm on his right side at the bottom corner of the bed. And I sit on the bed because that's where I would normally sit because he would go to bed. And then when I slept over at his house, I'd go sit on the end of his bed and talk to him before he went to sleep. And I tell him I love him. So he says, you tell him that I still do that, that I sit on that corner of the bed. And he says, and I want you to tell him the following, that I know that he talks to me in his head during the day, but that when he goes to bed at night, he talks to me out loud. His parents and his siblings have heard. They hear him talking to Adesh, and they do not interfere. They do not go into the room to say, are you okay? They don't go in to snuggle him. They don't go in to see if they can stop the crying. They don't do anything. They let him cry. They let him talk to Adesh out loud. And so here he is saying, I know you're crying. I know you're talking out loud. I know when you talk in your head. I know the difference between all the ways that you talk to me, and I'm specifically telling you when you do and when you don't. And he's so calm about it. And he says, now, I do want you to also tell him that after he's cried, he tells me that he loves me. And that when he says that, that's the last thing he says. He saves that for the very end. Like instead of saying good night, he says, I love you. And then he turns to his left. And he says, and I want you to say that. I want you to say he turns to his left. And I said, oh, how come, Adesh? And he goes, because I get into bed behind him. He goes, I get in on the right. He says, I just lay down behind him on the right. And he goes, I want you to tell him that because it's going to affirm for him that sometimes he feels very snugly on his back. Mm -hmm. And he says, he doesn't know how to quite describe the feeling of warmth he has on his back. It's me. Oh, God. This is a great, great show. Isn't it? It's like, it's just so full of freaking love. Mm -hmm. So I told him everything. I told Naveen all of it. And he just freaking had a smile from ear to ear. His mom just sat there, didn't move, continued to let everything occur, just absolutely beautifully and peacefully, letting each of the words fall on Naveen as healing. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Oh, oh thank for, you. For every session you've done for Anya and especially this one. Oh, I have to tell you, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. We thank were done. You. It like I dash that that was the end of the hour. I have to tell you, it was probably the best weekend of my life. <laughs> Which is funny because <laughs> you've told me bits and pieces of things that you've channeled about Adesh. And I think you tell me every weekend or every other weekend, whenever it occurs, that it's your favorite. Kelly, I wish so very much that I had recorded every single one of these sessions. Yeah. I wish I could write a book. Anya might. Yeah, and that it's her story, and this yeah. is why we don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, in hindsight, this is such a journey of growth for me as the channeler mm-hmm. 
this is where Adesh, Anya, and all of these, all kinds of different family members have helped me and my gifts grow so much. And in particular, to help me understand humans and grief. Mm -hmm. Because having grown up in a funeral home, having spoken to dead people for 59 years, is very it's very different. You do, I don't know that I grieve identically to how other people can grieve. Because, I can confirm that you don't. Okay. Because they are so blocked by religious beliefs and what t- TVs and movies show people that it's just so much more painful. Mm-hmm. It's so incredibly more painful. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be if people choose not to watch TV, if they choose not to watch movies. Oh, if you're going to watch something about death, choose the most current season of Grey's Anatomy while Meredith is in her COVID coma. Yeah. That has been fucking groundbreaking. It is the most accurate depiction of the afterlife that I have seen. I agree. It is heartwarming. Like it, it is this constant feeling of safety and love. Everything that you've heard in today's story is in that, in those episodes. Yes. If you're looking for something to help change your belief system, that isn't coffee with the Sarlos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, lady. Thank you. I hope that Naveen, Adesh, and Anya are Anya. Mm-hmm. are all breathing a little easier. I can guarantee they are. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's today's story. Beautiful. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at No matter where you've tuned in from, thank you for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe and join us next Saturday for a brand new show.